With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. E-S-N-Y. This limiting my permissions to record. What is this? What is this nonsense? I did no such thing. That's just what they do when you log into Zoom. I mean, uh, maybe if you had an unlimited account, you could control it. But alas, I'm in charge here. We know this. You're the captain now. Uh, I brought my hat back this week. It's hat season again. Oh, hat season. Look at that. Well, you know what the best part about the cold weather is in New York is that now we all have an excuse to wear a mask because we're nice and toasty warm now. I actually, I actually did notice that uh, yesterday, no, two days ago when I went to the CC Sabathia charity event, which was awesome. Uh, I was very happy to be wearing a mask. In fact, I put a second mask on because it made me warmer and I was very cold. Made some nice casual chit chat with CC about how cold it was. Some colorful language flying about the current temperature. It was wonderful. Honestly, I would kill to have a uh, casual, uh, casual chat with CC, but with lots of vulgar words. I think that would just make my day. Absolutely, it was cool. It was uh, it was kind of a personal milestone, I guess. It was the first real like press event that I was invited to. Uh, I had to sign in at the media desk. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, I got to talk to CC briefly. I didn't get any personal quotes from CC. Uh, I got a quote from Dellen, though, about the event, which was nice. It was your nice standard PR answer, but it was kind of like, it was kind of weird to be like, hey, Dellen Batanzas, can I ask you a question? And I was like, oh, <laughs> that was weird. Oh, James. James is just showing off now. He just wants to show off just how showing cool he off. is right now. Yeah, it was like an out-of-body experience. I thought I was going to be too nervous to ask anybody any questions. And I got there and I did it. I'm very proud of myself. Yeah, let's also talk about the fact that before he got there, he was messaging me and said, I'm so nervous. Absolutely. And I was just asking for questions. I was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't have anything. Give me something to ask. I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to say when I get there. Honestly, I don't know how those questions popped up in my head either, but they popped up real quick. And I was like, yep, this is it. This is it. Yeah. And I was like, shit, I can be doing this too, man. I got to move down to New York City. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it was kind of tough to... You want to come up with questions that are not like your standard, typical, you know, garden variety questions. But I mean, at a charity event, what are you really supposed to ask? Like, you're not, you're not really going to get that opportunity to go like super in depth. Like, tell me about your childhood. Like, you're just right. like, oh, what are you doing out here? How, how are you, how is this going to affect the neighborhood? Is it going to give people a break when they really need it most? It's like the really obvious questions that have really obvious PR answers. But it was pretty cool yeah, anyway. I, I feel like in a lot... 
Yeah, I feel like in a lot of press events, really, like the big thing is to spoon feed, like, you know, you you want those good answers, like you want those like, hey, it's for the team, not for me, like, I'm happy to represent stuff like that. And that's what they're trained to respond to anyway. So I feel like at a press event, it's really hard to like, go a little more in depth with like certain things like you want to ask them like fun questions. And you know, like, get into their heads a little bit more, but you know, it, it's hard to do it. It wasn't, wasn't like quite that. the environment for it. Right, uh. exactly. So you can't just be like, oh, wow, you're helping out people by providing them with food and backpacks. That's awesome. Um, what's your favorite color? It just doesn't really track. It just doesn't really track. No, uh, I gave, I gave Dellen a nice softball. I knew it was a softball. I said, oh, you're yeah. from New York. What does it mean to you to give back to your community this way? And he's like, oh yeah, you know, it's great. Whatever players alliance yeah it's typical typical t- pr answers uh yeah. but it was like an out-of-body experience so cool personal milestone go james he did a thing this week yes james had a personal milestone this week we are so proud of him um and obviously last week we recorded early so we have more time in between our podcasts however not a whole lot to discuss just because we are in the sad sad part of the off season i know all parts of the off season are honestly sad but like with what the yankees told us in advance about not wanting to spend a ton of money we're in the thick of it my friends this is terrible Absolutely. Well, hopefully it's going to start picking up soon. Uh, obviously nothing's really happened this off season so far. I think a lot of teams are waiting for the non-tender deadline, which came up yesterday. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, a lot of teams are waiting to find out if the DH is going to be in the league next year for the National League, uh, which is kind of absurd that you have professional baseball organizations making personnel decisions when they don't know the rules of the game. Right. And that's, uh, yeah. that, that's ridiculous. But um, so now that the non-tender deadline has come and gone, uh, we're, we're going to have a better idea of who's out there on the open market. Biggest news, Gary Sanchez did receive a contract. I know so many people that are so upset about this, but I think John Boy and Jake said it the best. They basically talked yesterday and they're like, we knew this was coming. Like, this is not a surprise. Are you really just going to give up on him, you know, after all that he's all that he's done and all that he's worked on, like that is still your guy. You've said that's still your guy. Like it was going to yeah, happen I, anyway. I never, I never expected Gary Sanchez to get non-tendered. Exactly. Uh, I mean, people, people got a little crazy with it. You, they, you hear the Yankees are maybe looking at James McCann. You hear they're maybe looking at Yadier Molina. And let's just, let's just slow down. There's a big difference between checking in on a free agent and going all in and being like, all right, we want to get this guy and then we'll just figure out what to do with Gary afterwards. Like you're just checking in. You just want to see what the market looks like. If you could bring in James McCann, I mean, that's, that's great. I don't know. I think, I think people are going to be really surprised if we do, if we were to trade Gary Sanchez, trade him somewhere else and bring in James McCann. I think people are going to be really surprised to find out that McCann is not that great a defensive catcher and offensively. I mean, he's had a few good years, but Gary Sanchez, when he's right, is one of the best hitters in the league, let alone catchers. Absolutely. People just want that name that's not Gary Sanchez right now. Everyone hates Gary Sanchez after a 60-game season. I know. And everyone looks kind of like on the surface just in general when they're looking for people to replace him. So, like, they really don't have a founded argument against getting rid of Gary Sanchez. They just don't want Gary Sanchez. 
there's no argument behind it. They're just like, no, I don't want him. He's not good. Yeah. And then you look at the numbers and you're like, okay, like, yeah, there are some really ugly times here for Gary, but there are also some times where it's like, this guy is might actually be God. He might actually be the God of hitting. He's definitely had his times there. I mean, obviously we've seen it with a lot of different Yankees. Sometimes they basically have those, those short spurts and everything like that, but he's had a few of those short, really, really good spurts. So he's back. Sorry guys. Yeah, he's back. Uh, If he's bad for the first half of 2021, then you can entertain the idea of trading him elsewhere. We'll see. Uh, Maybe you make it through all of 2021 without him. Uh, But there's, I mean, there's no reason. You can check in on James McCann and Yadier Molina, but there's no reason to try to outbid another team for one of those guys. It's just because you already have Gary Sanchez. You already have a catching option. You already have Kyle Higashioka, who's an absolutely fantastic defensive catcher. You have catchers coming up in the system, Austin Wells, Anthony Siegler. Like there's just no reason to go out and sign another catcher when you – not to sign them, but to outbid somebody else for them. Well, the big the big key is here is outbid. Um, we all know that the Yankees are planning to do this offseason, and basically the goal is to sign DJ LeMahieu and not make any other huge, splashy moves. Um, no big trades, no big contracts, nothing like that. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what we're working with, my friends. And honestly, I'm okay with it. I'm fine with it. You know, we'll see what happens in the beginning of 2021, but hopefully he can turn it around because not just for the Yankees, but honestly for him, I feel so bad for him. Like people are so mean to him. They've always been mean to him. Even when he's hitting well, it's, oh, he can't block balls. And it's like, just give the guy a break, man. Nobody is perfect. Mike Trout is the best player maybe ever. And he is not the best in any single category. He's just very good in all of them. Gary Sanchez, really, really good at a few things, really, really bad at a few other things. You can live with that. And I would rather take his offense over his defensive struggles any day of the week. You know, when he actually hits, which he didn't in 2020. But this is a 60-game COVID season. I'm not going to look too deep into that. Absolutely. You're right. Um, What other Yankees news do you have to discuss? Well, I saw a rumor today. It's it's kind of been rumored for a while that the Yankees don't want to go to that fifth year for DJ LeMahieu, even though he has specified that he will take a pay cut to get with the Yankees for five years. He wants to be here. He wants to be on a winning team and he's willing to take less money to do it. Just meet him halfway. Give him that fifth year. Just do it. Just do it. Give me DJ. I'm totally fine with it. I'm totally fine with it also because it's a position that is not entirely stressful on your body. It's not like he's a catcher and you're looking to give him five years in his late thirties. No, that's, it's not that it's second base. He can also transition if for whatever reason to first base and he's proven he can play pretty much any position. This guy is a utility player. If anyone gets hurt, he can fill in wherever necessary. He, there's no excuse. There's no excuse for the Yankees not to go for that extra year and just be like, yes, we need you. Like, I feel like the Yankees have a problem with being like, yeah, we need this player because they're like, mm, now we're just trying to save money. But no, 
you need DJ LeMahieu. You're going nowhere without him. Do you see my cat behind me? I do. She yeah. is stressed out right now. She's stressed. Look at her. Stressed out. Why is she because stressed? DJ LeMahieu is still not on the Yankees anymore. That's true. Like, yeah, That's God. true. She's stressed. Look at her. I'd be stressed out too. At least oh your cat God. is well behaved. Brody, Brody has been a nightmare this week. He's been an absolute nightmare. Puppies. Well, they're she's super not really cute. great. She's not very well behaved. She was just scratching at the door like multiple times. And I think she, she wants, wants to get out, out again. Mm, I, I don't know about that. It's probably because I gave her toys from the advent calendar and she loves them. Ooh, that's it's a not great, great day for her. Besides being, but she's still stressed out. So Yankees signed DJ Lemay. She's separated just, from her toys. She wants her toys. Well, there's more in the box. I could open them up if she wanted. Oh, we went over this with the advent calendar. You got to do one day at a time. We went over this. Yeah, but she didn't do yesterday, so she got two today. Oh, spoiling her. Mm. I think this is this mm-hmm. is her longest podcast appearance of all time. Usually, she just walks across the keyboard and, and puts her butt in the camera. I know. This is so strange. I think she kind of wants to hear a little bit more about DJ. She's concerned. Yeah, I mean, I, what what can we say about DJ that we haven't said already? Give him five years. I don't care about his production all. in the fifth year because you're getting the rest of his good years. And it, it's, he gets to that point. I mean, if you have to put DJ LeMahieu on the bench as the bench utility guy, it's not a problem for me. I don't care. The Yankees now, have unlimited money. Right, exactly. If you have to put DJ LeMahieu on the bench as a super utility guy, would you rather have him or Tyler Wade? Yeah, come on. <laughs> okay. Come Let's on. Let's play that game right now. <laughs> I think I think I'm finally I think I'm finally done with Tyler Wade. I think every year I I look and I say, I don't know, he, his swing looks a little more compact, maybe he's got a little more pop. I don't know, maybe this is the year that he gives us literally anything offensively to make his defense and speed worth keeping on the roster. I think this is the year that I'm finally like, all right, Tyler Wade, he's just never going to be good enough. He's just not going to get there. I really like Tyler Wade, and I like his style of play. Obviously, his speed is a huge factor. His defense is really, really good. It's just a matter of the fact that he can't get on base to use that speed. It's an out in the lineup, and, and we don't want outs. We don't want outs in our lineup. I mean, here's the other thing: is like, do you think it's just the Bronx, or do you think he has an opportunity, maybe, in a smaller market team where he can really focus on just being like, mm, yeah, I'm going to bunt all the time. I don't know. Maybe, maybe if he went somewhere, a, a team that just has absolutely zero chance of playoff contention, and you're saying, "All right, like we're just kind of in a rebuilding zone, so let's get Tyler Wade in here, and just hold down shortstop until we get our our prospects up and ready." Um, maybe he can hit like 250 all singles, nothing, nothing special if he's playing every day. I just. At the plate, he just he just doesn't have it. He just doesn't have it at the plate, and that sucks because he's such a good fielder and he's so fast. Fastest man in baseball. Not literally, but like, yeah, he's the fastest man in baseball. And obviously that's not what he wants either. You know, the guy wants to be a starting player. He's worked so hard over the years to get to where he is. It's just sometimes, sometimes it's not enough, and that really, really sucks to see. Mm-mm. Um, all right, along other Yankees news, uh, Luis Sessa and Ben Heller both received contracts at the tender deadline. That's great. Luis Sessa for closer. Luis Sessa for closer. Uh, and Jonathan Holder did not. We're done with Jonathan Holder. 
I see. I see. I know. You know, it was, it's kind of funny, actually, over the past couple of years, I keep getting confused between Heller and Holder because they both start with H's. They both end in ers. They're both in the bullpen. The similarities just go on forever. Right. Exactly. So I've always gotten confused with the two of them. And so I was like, wait a minute. I thought they, I thought they non-tendered him, but it I feel was like Ben Heller's other. always just been injured too. Like he's always been like, yeah. he's on the 40 man roster, but you just mm-hmm. never see him. Yeah, no, that's very true. Um, he has had quite a few 60 day IL stints, um, which are not good in the grand scheme of things, especially if you're in the bullpen. So yeah. Absolutely. Uh, more news, Corey Kluber. Maybe a little bit of rumors swirling about Corey Kluber to the Yankees. I was hearing Yankees, Mets, or Red Sox, which very interesting. Um, you know, obviously we don't really know what kind of deal he's looking for. I like Corey Kluber. Um, you know, he's definitely up there in years. Um, you know, and he, he really doesn't have a whole a whole lot left. He's definitely not what he was at the beginning of his career or his time with the Indians. Um no, absolutely not. I mean, he only played one game for Texas last year, but in 2019, just not good. I feel like I feel like it's our responsibility to just warn the people, just let them know, like, if we sign Corey Kluber, he is not going to be Cy Young Corey Kluber. Just accept that now. He's going to be the fifth starter. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yep, he's going to be that veteran arm. Um, so I'm assuming they're going to be hoping that he's going to be kind of let play the role that, like, Lance Lynn played. Um, Lance slightly. Lynn also rumored to maybe come back. Yeah. Now that we got and Larry out. I like that too. I mean, I, I think the idea that they're looking for right now is to just have a veteran anchor for that rotation. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I feel like the Yankees will definitely make a push for Kluber just because that's kind of in their DNA um, to go for past their prime star pitchers and put them in the rotation in hopes that they're going to be great again they just tend to do that sorry called you out um but you know what i mean honestly i would rather i still don't want to face him you know so that's the other thing if the red sox are going to get him i don't want to face him no i wouldn't want to face Corey kluber either even as in his advanced age uh, even mm-hmm. when we already know that we can get to him but we saw right. him for for long enough in the mid-teens now in Corey Kluber, in my mind, I'm like, I don't want to see that guy. Mm-mm, that guy's Mm-mm. good. Mm-mm. Nope, exactly. Yeah, so I don't want to see him on the Red Sox. I mean, absolutely not. But I uh, wouldn't mind seeing him in the rotation, but I think you're right. We have to temper expectations. Like a lot of people hear the name and they're just like, oh my God, Cy Young or winner. Well, that's, that's how Yankees fans operate. They yeah. they hear a name and they're mm-hmm. like, hey, this, this guy, we should go get this guy. And you don't really rec- like with the Yadier Molina thing, you don't really recognize the fact that Yadier Molina, not that good anymore. <laughs> He's 38 years old. He's just oh, not that good. Yadier Molina? Absolutely. We definitely need him. Like, but yeah, he's just, he's not yeah. going to give you as much as you think he's going to give you. And that's how we get into situations with like John Carlos Stanton, who that you watch the highlights of him in 2017. He's like, oh, this guy is hitting 59 home runs and he's hitting like a home run every single day for two weeks. And then you get him and you watch him every day and you're like, well, he might hit a home run every day for two weeks, but then he goes two more weeks without hitting a single one. That's just how he is. That's how he's always been. But people just assume that because he's paid, you know, $25 million a year, they're like, oh, this guy has to hit 600. I mean, if this guy ever gets out, it's just a bust of a contract. It's just not how baseball works. 
-hmm. Right, exactly. Um, I mean, honestly, anything else like important that we need to discuss right now? Uh, yes, I also want to temp temper fan expectations. Uh, Francisco Lindor shaved. And obviously, anytime anybody shaves in Major League Baseball, it's, he's going to Yankees, confirmed. Yankees, confirmed. He shaved because of the stupid no shave or no beard policy. Hate the no beard policy. It's so dumb. It's the worst thing in the history of ever. Just let the guys have beards, man. So, I mean, did it ever cross anyone's mind that maybe he was participating in no shave November? Maybe. Or maybe he was just like, you know what? Kind of feel like shaving. I do that all the time. <laughs> I'll have, I'll have a beard for like five months and then one day I'll wake up and be like, eh, I'll just shave the whole thing off today. Yeah, I, I'm guaranteeing you it was for no shave November. I wanted to come out and say that. But yeah, guys, relax. My God, why is everyone so like antsy? Yeah, this team is fine, everyone. It's fine. They, said they won 100 games in back-to-back -back seasons. They, 2020, it just doesn't count in my mind. And we still made the playoffs, and we still did okay in the playoffs. We lost to the team that made it to, what is it, game six of the World Series? The Rays were just the better team. But this mm -hmm. team is totally yeah. fine. And it's not going to be the same Rays team next year. They're going to trade Blake Snell. They already lost Charlie Morton. And when you look at a team that goes the bullpen strategy for 162 games, it not doesn't hold up. You need nope. some starting pitching. It's okay to go bullpen day when you really need to or in a in a game that you you have to win this game so you just go right to the bullpen it's great in a playoff series in like a game four when you don't like your game four starter you say all right we're going bullpen game today that's great but if you do it as much as the race do it for 162 games you're going to see what happened to to the bullpen this year for the Rays, they're going to get gassed. Uh, Nick Anderson, best right-handed pitcher in baseball this year, turns into just an average guy because he got overused in 60 games. Imagine them doing that for mm -hmm. 162. We've talked about this before. The Rays, just the way that they operate and the way that they run their organization are, this was their season. This, this was, was it. it. I mean, you can't sustain that type of energy and that type of game plan for 162 games like that's a hundred more games that they would have to play and do the same thing that is absurd and if they could do that and they could sustain that for 162 games plus if it's extended playoffs plus that level more power to them that's great but like you literally have to have men that are created in a lab you, you have that. to have you have to have you know sixty guys in your organization and be willing to just DFA guys halfway through the season when you've used up their their usefulness right. and it's mm -hmm. just it's an impossible strategy to use for that. I mean, we saw it with the Yankees in 2019. They got to the playoffs and the bullpen was clearly gassed. Chad Green mm -hmm. especially because we had Chad Green open like 15 games throw two innings before turning it over to Nestor Cortez Jr. And I mean, I wrote an article at the end of the year. It was like. This is a nice strategy for one game, but mm -hmm. if you do it too much, it's too much of a strain on the players. You just can't oh, yeah, do it sure. that much. Absolutely. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, I, for, I forgot how that conversation even started. I just, whenever the no, Rays get mentioned, I see red. I know. That's okay. Um, I, I guess the biggest news that came today is the, the Staten Island Yankees are ceasing operations and they are going to be suing 
Um, so not great news. Uh, not great news. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to find one of my lawyer friends and have them look at it and mm-hmm. be like, "Is there any chance that Staten Island is in the right here?" So I have to imagine that the New York Yankees, before deciding to change their their affiliations. I think they probably went to the legal department and said, hey, if we do this, are we going to get sued? And if the answer is no, then I'm sure the Yankees legal department is correct. They're a pretty valuable franchise. I'm sure they have great attorneys on retainer. Yeah, the whole thing is just a little absurd. Um, very sad, though, just in general. It just really is starting to show the decline of major or minor league baseball just in general. And we knew this this kind of stuff was coming, and and obviously when it was first announced, it was kind of a shock. And um, but now that you know the legal action is being taken, I guess we'll have to to sit back and wait and see. But ew, yikes, I don't like it. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, we already talked about Trenton Thunder. Uh, they actually they're going to be joining the Prospect League which is kind of exciting. Uh, I don't know. We still don't know if Rookie is staying with Trenton or if Rookie is going to, I think, Somerset's the new double-A, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if Rookie is staying or going. Either way, I will continue to follow Rookie on Twitter and I will continue to hype him up every possible opportunity I get because we love Rookie and Dash. We love Dash. Dash doesn't have Twitter, though. He's too young for Twitter. They are multi-generational bat dogs, okay? So that dog family has been in the bat carrying business for years you cannot just take away their livelihood you must give them bats to chase that is their calling absolutely and last thing uh andy martino i don't know if you saw this i'm sure you did i don't know if you saw this quote though uh went on a a little rant about steve cohen saying he wants a championship in the next five years saying that this is not the goal of the organization, your goal should be the process. And I get what he's trying to say is that the process is important. You have to have the correct process in place, but the whole point of the process is to win the fucking championship. Why do you play this game if you're not in it to win the championship? So why can other organizations say that and reporters and people have no problem with it but the Mets say it and I don't know Andy Martino is catching L's left and right this offseason it's ugly to have the owner of the team on Twitter it's just uh, like they were he reported that they were interviewing um a candidate for president of baseball ops and Steve Cohen the owner of the team just replied and was like yeah well that's news to me like what this is how is he supposed to report things now (laughs) It's just the owner of the team who just tweet out whenever he wants. Like, yeah, that's not true. Steve Cohen has his Andy Martino notifications on, and he's like, as soon as he tweets something, he's like, I'm just going to fuck with him so bad. And he's going to be like, yeah, no. It would be so funny, too, if they actually did interview him and Andy Martino got accurate information, like from yeah. a direct, a directly related party. Like, yeah, we right. interviewed this guy today, and the owner of the team was just like, yo, Andy's going to be so mad at me. That's news to me. <laughs> <laughs> yo, this is going to be fun. I mean, why do you think he wants to be the owner? He's going to mess with all the beat reporters. No, this isn't yeah. true. He also, true. he also, at the non-tender deadline, tweeted out, like, which player who got non-tendered is the most interesting and why? Just crowdsourcing who he's going to try to sign. Like, I love it. I love it. Uh, I, I do. I like what's going on over there in Queens. So we'll have to definitely pay attention a little bit more 
Um, Absolutely. And I know I posted this morning on Twitter that I was following all the Manny Ramirez content. Love it. Love it. Uh, yeah, cause I, I remember I texted you this morning. Yeah. I just happened to notice on uh, our close personal friend and former podcast guest, Rachel Balkovich, who is mm-hmm. working with the Sydney Blue Sox this offseason. Just hanging out with Manny Ramirez casually, yeah. just like walking around, getting food, just yeah. chilling with Manny Ramirez, a Hall of Famer. Or yeah, Hall of Fame candidate a, should be Hall of Famer. <laughs> they're going into a bar with foam rollers. Like he's up on top of the this Sydney Eye. I think that's what I don't even know what it is because I've never been on that side of the world. No. But you know, just just going on miraculous adventures and just like chatting it up with him. And I'm like, this is crazy. But this I saw awesome. that and I I saw her tag Manny Ramirez. I'm like, this can't be him. No, this- it's got to be another Manny Ramirez. <laughs> right? Nope, it's him. It's oh, him. Yeah. yeah. So shout out to Rachel for just living the life of, of dreams, just living in Australia. I don't think they have any COVID over there anymore. So they're just out and about living life with Manny Ramirez. Just there you go. what a time. What a time. Absolutely. All right. I think that's all I have for this week. You got anything else? Uh, no. I mean, beyond the fact that I love the Yankees, I miss baseball. Miss baseball it. for sure. Um, I started watching Dominican baseball. That's how much I miss baseball. I don't. I never took any Spanish, so I don't have any idea what's being said on the broadcast. But sometimes I'll like mm. hear a name. Like I'll hear Davy Garcia's name, and I'll be like, "Hey, they're talking about him. I know that guy." Wait, I know him. I know him. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But I, I don't understand what's happening. But it's nice to just have baseball on my television again. You gotta do what you gotta do. I mean, that's the most important thing. I think we have to be happy in some way, and if it's Dominican baseball, go for it. Absolutely. Well, you know what would make us really happy is if you left us a five-star review, everybody who's listening, because we know how many of you listen and we know how many five-star reviews we have. So we know some of you haven't yet. I'm calling you out. Uh Uh-oh. We're waiting Uh for you. You're just calling everyone out today. Calling everybody out. We're waiting for you. That's it. That's (laughs) all I got. Yeah, that's, that's all I got. I gotta go hang out with the cat. She's staring at me. Absolutely. I have to go take care of that monster puppy, the demon. <laughs> he's an animal, literally, but well, he's a monster. But he's so cute. Yeah, that, well, that's what they don't tell you about puppy ownership. Is they look really cute in the pictures, and when he's holding a little leaf in his mouth, like, yeah, that's adorable. But what you don't see is after you take the picture of the puppy with the leaf in the mouth that he goes on a, a temper tantrum rampage when you try to take it away from him because it's time to go inside. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's why I have a cat, okay? That, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, all right, so we will see you all next week. All right, sounds good.